Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. ED. Yo. It's combine season, man. Combine season. Brand new group of superstars. What's that mean to you? <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. And plenty to get to combine season, the NFL scouting combine going on uh, this week. So a lot of coaches, personnel, front offices have uh, headed down at, to Indianapolis to Look at the new crop of players. Um, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan also there in Indianapolis, and they spoke. So we'll react to some of the things that they had to say uh, at the combine. Uh, they spoke on yesterday. Uh, also, we'll talk. Um, we'll talk about the combine, and we'll also have a little story time with Ed. Get his get his thoughts on the combine and just well the draft process, right? I mean, this combine thing is kind of taking off, become a TV show nowadays. But he he actually had <laughs> to go through a draft process to be that that second round pick for the Niners um, out of JSU. So we'll talk to him about that as well. We're located wherever you listen to podcasts. So it, wherever you found us, that's where we are. There we are. There we go. Uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Hit that like button if you're on Spotify uh, and whatever whatever other fancy dandy devices you have, whatever it is that they ask you to do, go ahead and do that as well. Um, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch spoke uh, at the at the scouting combine on yesterday and some interesting topics came up some topics obviously that we've discussed right here on this show um obviously the franchise tag right and and Eric Armstead and and Lynch mentioned that he was um he he it's a possibility right it's a possibility that may work for both sides um one thing that did come up though and and this seemed somewhat unprovoked from both Kyle and John Lynch as well. Um, just reading reading the the transcripts here is about the future of Dante Pettis. Now we talked about Pettis on this show. We pretty much uh-huh. thought didn't really seem like you know it, he had a future here with the Niners. But there's some optimism shown by both Lynch and Shanahan alike. Um, kind of what, what 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 do you what do you think about that? Is, is that just kind of just Hearsay right now, just you know, saying the right things, putting on the right face right now, or is there actually some legs behind this? Uh, it's rumor season, bruh. That's what you do this time of year because you try to make everyone think that players are uh, valuable commodities, and you should get this guy. And then this draft currency. So that's that's what happened. Um, guys go from being players, people, um, athletes to um just that you're you're a commodity and and uh what's what's your value what's your worth and you never want to devalue anyone at this time so you're not gonna hear anybody say well this guy's a bomb when they're under contract because 
that that contract carries some weight and I may be able to to trade that contract uh, for some other type of currency as opposed to just cutting this guy and allowing him to walk. So that's what that's all about. Um, you know, some call it rumor season. I just call it lying season because they just flat out lie about things this time of year. Uh, and that's just a part of it. Looking at what happened, the way things went down, the guy's healthy and he's not playing. When he was a part of the rotation, his opportunities are no longer given to him. There's normally a reason why. Um, so I'm still going to look at it like this guy is not a part of the plan moving forward. Uh, that's just the way I see it. And I think this is just a part of saying, hey, you know, good ball player, just not for us. So if you want him, let's try to figure out a way to get something done. That's the way I see it. So Kyle mentioned something very interesting in the sense that this offseason obviously is very important for Pettis. Um, since he wants him to come back and, and you know, as if he, he's been on a mission. And he said he's seen, you know, some guys take a step back in their second year and then they progress and, and they started, you know, treating January to April so much different than they did in the past. He said he saw that mm-hmm. from Akilo Weatherspoon. Uh, last off season, and you know, we all saw the start that he had to the year, and, and he got off to a very good start prior to prior to the injury um, last season. Um, is is that can can he show them that? Can can he show them that this off season, and and still have a legit shot at being here once training camp starts? Yeah, that he can, that he can. Now you, you're going to throw all the sweet talk out there, and if someone makes an offer, because that's what because remember what I said when someone's under contract. So if someone makes an offer and you and you've put you know high draft currency into a player, someone makes an offer and you feel like you can recoup some of that, then you may move on. If that doesn't happen, if all your sweet talk and and all the flowery flowery um, you know blossom and and um, smell that you put on everything, if if that um doesn't get it done now the player comes back and the hope is that he comes in and you work and you see an improvement because that yes that definitely can happen um you can see someone come in and it and it finally clicks i think i told you before i didn't learn how to play football until my third year and um and part of the and, and the funny thing about it is that i missed my entire second year i got hurt really late in the second game of my second year um so i missed my entire second year but I was able to watch some things, learn some things, mainly about myself. Um, and, um, and and I think and that's that's kind of the point, right? Because this, like, he's only two years in. Like, could could yes, could it be that we've just been too incredibly tough on Dante Pettis, and the bar, for whatever reason, has been just incredibly too high? Um, you know, for the Niners faithful. Um, maybe the organization to an extent because, I mean, after all, we are talking about what they did, right? Like you mentioned him, like being a healthy scratch, you know, after a while them just not even even inserting him into the lineup. But yet that was only year two, right? So so could it could it be possible that maybe, you know, may, maybe the, the, the bar was set a little too high. Maybe these expectations were just too, too much, too immaculate for a second-year guy. No. Period. You're on the field. Perform. 
No, it's not my fault that you that you decided to um, be born late. Well, you didn't decide. Not my fault. You were born later, <laughs> and uh, it's not. You know, it, it's it's no one's fault that you were born later, and that you are on an org. You're a part of an organization playing a position that has legends in, in, ahead of you. Um, you are expected to play the game at a certain level because the fan base has seen it. The organization has seen it. The owner has seen it. The expectations are for you to play at that level. Other guys have come in and done it. Guys that were drafted later than you have come in and done it. Guys that, um, you, you know what I mean? The expectations are for you to perform at that level. Guys that were drafted after you have come in and performed. So why is it too tough and why are the expectations too high for you? But um, Debo, I need you to catch those balls and I need you to perform. Born, I need you to catch balls. I need you to perform. I need you to continue to grow. I need you to excel. I need you to make plays. Um, but you know, Pettis, my bad. I know it's tough. You're young and a lot of pressure. And I expect you to, to move a little slower than the other guys. It doesn't work that way, man. You got to come in and you have to perform. So are the expectations out of the world for a young player? Yes. Is the pressure immense? Yes. Is it sometimes unfair? Absolutely. Does anybody care? No. Football doesn't care about your fields, man. Football, football does not care at all. Football, two things matter to football. Period. If it, it married, you, you, do you understand that you are obligated to do the job? I care about obligation. That's period. I care about commitment. Period. I don't care how you feel about what's going on. I don't care about the pressure. All of those things is not there. So no, I don't. I don't think that that's an issue. Um, oh, I, I don't think. I don't think that it's. It's. Um. As I, it, it's not a concern of mine. I don't care. I, I, I don't care, and and nor nor do the organization. We don't. I, you know, I care about the individual, and you would do everything. If I'm the coach in that room, I'm talking to him about his mindset and about understanding the position that he's in, and about understanding how to improve himself and how to as a player, how to how to get your own consistency and how to compartmentalize and not allow a bad play or a bad story or booing of the crowd or anything that could possibly bother you. Your social media, where people are coming and saying things, you have to learn how to tune all of that out and channel and focus on the fact that you've been a good football player, you are a good football player, now I need you to be a consistent football player. So I would do all of those things, but I would also point out to them, I don't care how that you think it's unfair. I don't care that expectations are high. That's why you're here. That's why you put on the colors. You are there to win a championship. You are there to help provide. You are there to do a job. That's what I say. Football cares about that obligation. You are obligated. If you are wearing those colors, if you are taking those reps to play the game at a certain level. So that's so so we got in all of this. Can you show that you get that and that you have the commitment to to prepare yourself to be able to handle that obligation? Those are the only things that matter in football. That's all football cares about. So if you can show that you are committed to doing those things, 
that will make me believe that you could handle the obligation um, that's set there because you are obligated to help me keep my job. Remember, yeah. you're obligated to help your teammate keep his job and win. You're, that's what you're there for. So you have to do that. And if, if I see that, yes, that can, that can change the mindset of, of a coaching staff, of your teammates. That, that can change that can change your position and trajectory of the, your career with a certain team based on that because you are a young player and I know what you're getting at about him being young and I told you the expectations and all that stuff no I don't care about that uh, but you can he's still in that phase in which well, he's well maybe not to even determine. so much him but but just us and when I say us I mean like faithful as a whole oh yeah I know what you mean giving yeah. giving up on him too quick considering this is just year two um, well, yeah, it's it, that that can be that could be true uh, because you haven't seen what you wanted to see. Now, he has an oppor- he has an opportunity um, to change that. And I won't say that as a fan base, you've given up on him too quickly. Uh, he hasn't shown consistently that he can do the job. So all you can do is based that that's what I said. You have to scout with your head, not your heart. Then all you can do is look at what he's put on the field. And if that is something inconsistent, why would you believe that it's not going to be that until he flips the switch? And he's young enough to flip the switch right now uh, because you don't really decide. You don't. It's it's rare that a player really shows who he is before year three or four. But by, by then, you're kind of locked in. That's who you are. And that's the type player you're going to be. You may have that career year where you have one of those special years down the road. But if you are not doing anything special, special year three, four, five, you're not going to be a consistently special player for the most part. It's rare that guys all of a sudden just blossom at the end. Uh, so right now he's still young enough for all that to happen. Uh, you know, I don't think that it's unfair to feel that I understand how some fans, some, you know, that can look at it, even the coaching staff, like we expect more from you, which is part of the reason why he's been up and down in the lineup and his reps have been up and down. We expect more from you. So you just got to show us more. He still has time because he is young enough. If he's, if he's around, he has an opportunity because no one has really stepped up and said, I own this. Yeah. I think um, Lynch shed some light on Jalen Hurd. He, he mentioned the stress. He had a stress fracture um, that was being somewhat stubborn. So they're they're hoping April may be an opportunity for him to to be able to get cleared and and, and be able to get back going. Um, I mean, you know that one worries me. Yeah, I mean that, we're talking about a back. Um, uh, when you when you're still talking about a back injury um, at this time. I mean, those things are so tricky, right? I, I know, I, I, which which I mean, if, if you've gone this long, you haven't done anything, and your back is still bothering you, um, you can – not saying that you can't play. Um, I I mean, you know, I think Gronk came into the league with a bad back, but it, it's it's going to limit what you're capable of, you know, the, the amount of time you're going to do. But that's one that's always worrisome. Yeah, and, and um, everyone reacts differently to it a, yeah. as well, right? And, um, and I can tell you right now, I don't know if you've ever had issues with your back. Man, I, I, a back will shut you down. 
and and you feel bad as a player because you can't it's you know it's not like you you can see the broken bone you know what i mean you can you when when some some everyone understands that pulled hamstring or your ligament tear or something like that or the dislocation but when you, you hurt your back and you start having those spasms and it shuts you down man i i remember i remember playing a game and then afterwards we, we were flying back from atlanta and i was literally on the back i was in the back of the plane in the galley laying on the floor because i couldn't move my back was bothering me so bad freaking pulling guard got me um um but but you know what i took him out and they made the play but he took my back out and i was saying i wanted if you had given me an ice pick i would have stuck it in my right eye and swirled whoa whoa that's how bad my back hurts so that, that's why it always worries me when I hear that a guy has a lingering back issue uh, because out of nowhere, if it flares up, there's nothing you can do. You, you can't play if, if, you're back, if you have a back, an issue with your back. You can't play. So that, that's when we'll, we'll just have to see how that plays out moving forward. Uh, getting back to – so we were talking during the season. We, we talked about Witherspoon. And I think we both agreed, right? It wasn't necessarily a physical thing with him. It was more mental. Um, with Pettis, is it more of a mental thing as well? Would you would you say that? I think with every young player, it's a it's a mental thing. Okay. Every 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 player comes in, and you have to you have to understand uh, how to be a pro. Uh, it takes different guys. Um. um to see, you know, different types of situations that will get them to understand that. Some guys, it can be a play at practice. Some guys, it's just a, it's a flick. It's an understanding of the playbook. Um, I, I, I played with certain guys that until they understood everything about the playbook, didn't matter what they could do physically. They were paralyzed. It, it was just that way. There were some guys that I played with that, they had to hit the field. And once they were on the field and moving around and doing things and making plays, they felt comfortable. And that that confidence now allowed them to start making plays. And, you know, confidence comes from doing when you make a play. You believe you can make the next play. There are other guys, you know, they just had to see it and see other guys do it. And as they saw guys do it. So it's a question of when it clicks in and how that clicks in. And as and you you start to understand how to be a pro. That's. That's the main thing. When, when, and how? That's that's a hard one. That, that's a hard one. But the sooner that that happens for a player, you you go to the next level. Is that is that you crying, being sick, or is that the baby? No, nah, that, that that's our guest star uh, this week. She's, I like uh, it. She 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 wanted to say hello to the people. Okay, um, I, I don't mind. She can cut me off whenever she likes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm glad you mentioned you know, the confidence comes from doing because I'm thinking about that right and. I'm thinking about what, what what Kyle said from, you know, from from January to April, right? Just the importance of that, the significance of that, in in terms of being able to show, to show some growth for a guy like Pettis and, and how Witherspoon was able to do it a year ago. Witherspoon now finds himself in a similar situation, right? Considering uh-huh. how he ended the year, and, and Pettis obviously there now. So, if if confidence comes from doing. What? How can these guys actually make a jump from January to April? Considering, like this is all off-season stuff, right? 
Uh-huh. And 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 it's it's not on Sunday. It's not in front of 50, 60,000 people. Um like like how how can how can they start to 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 turn the tide to make those changes? Um especially when you when you're talking about something mental, right? As opposed to cuz we all know they got the physical skills, right? But both of them kind of inside their own heads right now, right? How can they fix that mental aspect of the game now between January and April like Kyle had alluded to? You train the brain. Just move the feet. You train the brain right now because because we're talking mental, and that's what that's what pro sports is about. It's about training the brain. Uh, you said that how did they do this? And they're not in front of 60, 70, 80,000 people. They're all alone. Well, you know that's where a champion is built. The uh, the true mark. Yeah, I know that's champ- where a championship is built, but where the mistakes no, 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 happen. No, 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 no. That's where that's where a champion is built. Not just the championship, but that's where a champion as an individual. That's where you're built all alone by yourself when you are taking steps. True mark of a champion is when you when you find yourself in that situation to where it is frustrating. It is difficult. You don't think you can take another step. You don't think that you can figure out one more move to be able to get you in position to get over that hump. And you take that extra step. You are, you are dying of exhaustion. You don't think you can do anything else. And you, you find a way to will yourself through that moment. And no one's around. No one ever sees it. No, no one's one watching. Ever, no one's watching because these are the steps that you are doing to better yourself. These, these are the things that you have to do. These are the blocks, the mental blocks that you have to get beyond as an individual to be able to get through that moment that no one sees. Why? Because when everybody's watching, you're just doing it again. There's no doubt in your mind. There's no question as to whether or not you belong in the moment. It's the, the issue is can you be bigger than the moment? The moments are going to be big. The pressure is going to be immense. You, the, the, the moment, the things, the expectation of the crowd, like we started just talking about in the fan base, it's going to be monumental. Now, can you be bigger than that moment? Because they're not going away. They're, they're, and what happens, they're going to balloon. The more, the, the more plays you make, you saw that with this team. The more plays you make, the more important the the moment gets. The bigger it gets. <laughs> it, 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 the plays you don't make, guess what happened? The moment gets bigger because if you're losing games and you didn't, and those and those big moments didn't grow as an organization because you didn't win enough games to be in the playoffs, and you don't have those big moments. If you're losing games, guess what happened? The moments are just as big because every play can get you fired. Or get everybody else fired. So it's no way to avoid that. So that's why that that's how you do that. You get yourself in position to where you are working at a level at your craft to where things get so easy for you. For for defensive back, backpelling, breaking on your routes, doing the things, the body positioning and all of these things. It's I, I, I think I told you this once before. When's the last time you thought about blinking your eyes? When's the last time? When's the when's the when's the last time you actually stopped and said, "Okay, I'm going to think about the rhythm of my breath and how I breathe." When's the last time you thought about it? Uh, it it's maybe a couple months. Couple. Okay. Months. When's the last time you thought about your heart beating? 
I probably not at all. Really. Okay, so that's and that's and that's and what I and I'm the reason I'm saying that that's the type of training that you have to do, and that's what the coach is talking about. That's that's the level I'm talking about, that championship level to where your craft, be it running routes, catching balls, be it be it be it backpedaling and the turn and the break and all the things, the footwork involved in it. You've done it so many times under pressure situ- situations, under fatigue. Um, you, you put yourself through those things to where it is. When I say it's like blinking your eyes, I mean that where there is no thought to it. It's like your heartbeat to where that that's when you get to that next level to where you are so comfortable doing what it is you are need, needed to do to perform the task at hand that you go to that next level seeing all these other things and the game slows down and you start to understand the matrix and you see it like Neo in that movie. You see all the numbers and all the energy moving around you before it's happening. And I, I mean it. The game literally slows down like that where you're like, oh, I know where he's going. Or if you're a wide receiver, like, oh, I see this coverage. I can tell what this defense is trying to do. That's what you have to do. And that's the level that you have to put yourself through. And and, and you got to understand that, that no coach can do that for you because the coach doesn't know what's in you. And the coach, hard's a relative term. Pushing yourself, these are all relative terms. But the coaches, your teammates, they can see when you are doing that. And that's what that's what he said this January to April. I should be able to see that in you. That'll that'll let me know that you are ne- at that next level, because right now what you're doing is not good enough. So yeah, don't come I, back. Don't don't come back doing the same thing, because what you've been doing, you have to know that as a player, what you've been doing is not good enough. So if you come back doing the exact same thing, training the exact same way, you're the exact same person, then I know I need to let you go because I'm going to get the exact same result. Yeah, We're talking about some of the best athletes in the world, right? But, Absolutely. But they're also human. And so yes. I, 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 when I look at this, is it out of the realm of possibility for me to, to look at this and think these mistakes we're talking about with, with Spoon, with, with Pettis, happened in front of everybody, right? It wasn't when uh-huh. when no one was watching. It was in front of everybody, right? Uh-huh. And, and so, for them to to, to go through this off season and and to put in the work like you just mentioned and, and, and the detail that 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 you just mentioned, um, but for that to still be in the back of their minds, you know, when they actually do hit the field, when they actually do step on the field in front of, you know, a real competition where people are actually watching, where eyes are actually on them now for the first time. Um, is it out of the realm of possibility for me to for me to think that 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 that'll still be there? Like that'll still be a thought for them, no, no matter how much work they put in this offseason, no matter how much you know muscle memory they were they were a- able to, to to put together, and 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 the the tremendous offseason work that that they've done. You know, is it is it possible for it it to still be there, still be a thought in their minds once once we get back to playing real football again? Yeah, of course it is. And if it is, then they won't they won't survive. It's really simple. Uh, you, you're right. You're humans. That's why everyone can't play in the NFL. That's why that's why every guy that was a really good high school player um, didn't make it to the NFL uh, because the game it, it gets beyond that. Like I told you, you talked about 
uh, some of the be best athletes in the world. Absolutely agree, especially when you're talking about the skill positions of NFL players. You're talking about um, Olympic class, world class athletes. The Marquis good that, one. That's, that's what people, yeah, that's what people don't realize that you're talking world class athletes that play um, the skill positions in the NFL. Uh, so when so it's not about the athleticism. That, that's that's not it. it. You're like, can't is that in the back of your head? Yeah, can, could it be? Yes. If it is, you won't last. This this game this game is not football is not for the timid. It's not for the meek. Uh, you you can you can be a really good guy, really good guy, and and you know and it has nothing to do with it's nothing to do with toughness. It has nothing. You guys out there on that field are inherently tough. There's no such thing as a soft football player. If you're on that field, you're tough. Now there are degrees. Just like this game is about the alpha of the alphas. There, there's not a guy on the NFL on, the, on an NFL football field that's not an alpha. Everybody's an alpha. You don't you don't play this game if you're not. But there are alphas of alphas. It's just it's just that way. Because um, you know a dog is going to be a dog and do dog things even when nobody's watching. And that's what we're talking about: doing dog things when no one's even watching. You you don't you're not just a dog because someone lays eyes on you. A dog's a dog. And he's going to chase cars and howl at the moon, no whether somebody's with him or not. And if you're not going to chase cars and howl at the moon, I can't put that in you. So it's it, so you 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 have to go in and you have to you have to work the game. You have to you have to get that out of your head. You're going to make mistakes. I, as a trainer, I always go back and when we have these discussions, I always you know I'll go straight back to a story and I and I know things that I messed up and. When I mess something up, it wasn't a question like, oh, my goodness, I'm not good enough to do this. It was like I made the mistake. Fix the mistake. Put yourself in position and do the things necessary so you don't make that mistake. It is very rare, very, very rare that someone is going to beat you because they are just physically better. So I'm talking. So right now I'm going to talk from a defensive back standpoint. It is very rare that someone's going to beat you because they are just physically better than you. It's normally because you made a mistake, be that footwork, be that leverage, be that um, timing on when you look back for a ball or or the time that you turn your head around to locate the ball, the angle that you take, all the hand placement at the line of scrimmage. There are so many different things. You got to understand a, 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 a five a four to six inch step the wrong way in press coverage at the line of scrimmage based on the cadence. Is this the math involved that you learned based on the cadence of your stride? Um, how long it takes you to turn around just your quickness and all this thing, a, a four to six inch step the wrong way at the line of scrimmage can turn into three yards of distance. It can turn into three yards of distance downfield. After after you've run, after you get full stride, both guys full stride down the field, it, it, it 40, 40, 40, 40, 40 to 45 yards down the field, which is the average deep ball that they throw, it, it could be three yard separation. That's wide that, open. That, that little that little six inch step. So that's that's the thing that you got to understand about how to not do those things and not make those mistakes to put yourself in a bad position because you're dealing with a world class athlete. So if he understands it, so these are the things that you got to know. Flip side of that, as a wide receiver, it's rare that someone should be able, first of all, if you can't get off press coverage, you can't play in the league. You can't play. 
So you got to get yourself to where you can do that and you can beat this guy. And you have the advantage. You know where you're going. You know the adjustments that you're going to make after they make an adjustment. You should always beat the person there. These are things that you have to work on and you have to have the confidence to do that. If it's in your head defensively that I can't run with this guy, that they're just better than me, that I can't get my hands on him, get off the field. If it's in your head as, as an offensive skill guy, wide receiver, tightness up, that I can't get beyond this guy. He's just too he's too, too physically strong or imposing for me to get around him or to separate from. Him. Get off the field. So, and that's all about your head. It's not about the physical. So, if you go through this off season and you are concerned that you can't do that that you won't be able to make those plays because you made them in front. You made mistakes in front of the crowd before you won't last long. It's that simple. And that will show so that it goes right back. As you said, you will see someone understanding doing the things that are necessary to put themselves in position to play uh, the game at a high level because you put in the work. You're not concerned about whether or not it's going to happen. Doesn't guarantee that you're going to make every play, but you're not, you, you get what I'm saying? You're not down. You're not worried about the fact that you made a mistake. You know that. It's just a mistake. You move on. Move on. Yeah. yeah. And Spoon's got to get to a point to where, for Spoon, you got to get to a point to where you catch a ball. I mean, if someone catches a ball on you or something happens, it's one of those deals where you got to know, like, okay, he was pretty good or he ran a good route. I mean, you know, I'm sitting there with Michael Irvin or Mike, you know, I, I mean, we can go through it with uh, Chris Carter or something like, if, you know, if you catch a ball, I, I would have like, hey, man, good, good route. Good route. And the same thing, like when I knock the ball down on them or something, you know, you knock down one of those slants. Irv knows how hard that is to get beat him inside. And he's like, hey, man, good play. Yeah. Those are the conversations you're having because guys know like that is not easy to do. And that's how you feel about a receiver. Like I'm not leaving much room. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to leave much room for comfort. <laughs> so, so you have to work to get this. That's where guys have to be. That's why those young players have to. They have to get themselves to that point to where they understand that. I get it. I understand. And I said this about Spoon before, and it's the same applies to Pettis. Where it's frustrating because you're doing everything that you think you need to do, and you're just not making the plays. You're right there. You're running the route, but you're not finishing the route and making that catch and making that play. You're not You're not doing all the things and, and, and remembering the adjustments, all of these things that you think that you should be getting done. It's not happening, and it's very frustrating because you know you're right there. You have to look at it, and it's plain and simple. As we said, this you're not doing enough work. That's on you as an individual. You 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 work more to have yourself in position to where that's not an issue, and and you can do it. And the expectations of of being a Niner and winning a championship, and being an All Pro, and being a Pro Bowler, and being a consistent starter, and bringing furniture into that building. You know, you know, taking number six. And having that parade, that's a part of the colors. You got to live up to it. Period. Yeah, I mean, essentially, that, that's what you sign up for. Um, let, let's change gears now to the combine. Okay. Um, so, 
guys are starting to hit the field. This thing's in prime time now. It's become quite the the television show. Yeah. Um, what are what what are we watching? Um, you a bunch of guys running around in their pajamas, and um, that have um that have all um already trained for the test. The, the, the combine the combine is really nothing more than um it's nothing more than someone saying it's not a pop quiz. It's not a pop quiz. It's literally the test. That, it's an open book test. The, the teacher, the instructor has told you, this is what I'm grading you on. Go back, study all of it. This is this is it. This is the material. We're going to give you this exact test. So now you come in, take your notes out. I'm going to tell you this question. Number one is question. Number one, you should have the answer. Go. That's the combine. The combine. Um, no. Really, that, that's why you see the top guys say, I'm not doing anything now. And people freak out. I'm like, why? You have nothing to gain. If I'm if I'm Burroughs right now, there is absolutely nothing that you can do but kill your stock. You've done everything possible. You've done everything that you could possibly do to show that you can play football. And now they want to talk about your hand being too small. <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. You can't. You can't because the test is the test. So there's really not there's no reason to do anything if you are one of the top players. If you're a small school guy like I was, and then now it's so different because every everyone, even my Jacksonville State is on TV now. <laughs> you yeah. know, every every conference has a TV deal, so everyone is seen. I don't care where you play football, they're going to see you. If you play at a D3 school, they're going to find you. The game has just changed so much. Um, but really, the combine, you're just going in. You know the test. Everyone should perform well. If, if you don't perform well at the combine, then you're simply not good enough. You're, you're really not. And, and I think that's the thing about it. It's, it's like the offseason. Um, you can't make a team through OTAs, but I've said all the time, you can get cut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you, you can show that you don't belong. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of what we just talked about with Spoon and Pettis, right? I exactly. Mean, exactly. You can, you can show that you don't belong. Um, uh, but you, but, and that's the combine. The combine is going to come in and this is, this is why you have so many teams that are perennially bad. Um, the same way you have the organizations that that constantly find ways to win, the, the Niners being one of those organizations, it, it it is one of the best in all of sports. And yeah, you'll have die, down times, but they always cycle back up and get into the hunt. Why? Because it's an organization that doesn't just go through and get fascinated by numbers. And you're watch. I had even watched a. I'm not watching any other combine. I let them do all their talking. I've never been a combine guy. I went through it, and I can tell you my experience later. But um, it's it's one of those things where guys are going to go in, and you see it every year. Okay, here's this kid. I'm just going to throw a school out there. Here's this kid from you know from Oklahoma. Um, he he's six two, corner, two hundred pounds. He runs a 4340. He has a 40 inch vertical. He he just lifted 
225. He did it 25 times. Mm. We found ourselves a corner. We need a corner. We found ourselves a corner. No, 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 no. What you just found is a big, <laughs> strong, tall, fast kid that can jump. That's what you found. That's what you know for certain. Now, can he play football? Does he fit into your scheme? Does he fit well with the guys that are around him? Does his personality mesh with the with the philosophy of the organization? Those are the things that teams don't do. They just go in and say, these numbers say he can do the job. Well, no, those numbers say you're, you're correct that physically he has the attributes to do what's needed. Doesn't mean that he can play and perform and he's the type guy that's going to fit with us. Uh, the Niners, I didn't even realize that they were doing it until later on in my career. When God, when when the Niners first, when Ray Rhodes first came to Jacksonville State telling me he was going to draft me, it was like, get on the plane, come out here. And I'm I'm out and with the 49ers, and I'm talking with Ronnie Lott, and I'm talking with Tina Turner and Eric Wright and and, uh, you know, I got all these little, these guys that are just, you know, hey, man, let's go hang and let's go do this and let's eat and let's just do all this stuff. I, I didn't realize that these guys were trying to see my mindset. Mm. I didn't realize that until later on when they were talking about drafting other guys. And Ray Bob would come to me and be like, hey, E, go check this dude out. Just go talk to him. See what he's made of. Because mm. I, I, I can sit in a room with you 15 minutes and I can tell. Because, like I said, a dog is going to be a dog whether you're watching him or not, he's a dog. And, and you, you know, I mean, that's, that's it. And, and you can look like coffee and smell like coffee and be decaffeinated as I don't know what. And if you're decaffeinated as hell, trust me, <laughs> we know DB, we know if you caffeine free, that's it. Cause, cause that's it. And we used to say it to guys all the time. <laughs> we, that was one of our sayings in our secondary, like looks like coffee, smells like coffee. <laughs> and guys knew right then he, he was caffeine free. So, so, do, so you you came across I don't I don't name any names or anything, but so you came across a guy like that when whether it be Ray Rhodes or someone else had you to kind of kind of sniff him out. What, what like what exactly was it that they did or how how what was the what was the giveaway? Uh, well, it's just a mindset. It's a mindset on what you think is important. For for me, it's always a mindset on what you think is important um, because different positions, different things matter, different mentalities. Uh, a, a wide receiver actually cares about what people think about him. A wide receiver actually cares about um, uh, because you play a position where you you want the attention. It's it's just it's just the way that they're built, as as opposed to I want you to know that I did this. Is something different about DBs, and it's like I need uh, the only person that I care that really knows that I just whooped his ass is the one that's ass getting whooped. <laughs> and guess what? Nobody else may not even see this. They don't understand the conversation that's going on. But you're gonna go home tonight, and you're gonna have to explain to your wife and kids why I just handed you your ass. That's what matters to a DB. Like, I'm going to show you that I am better than you. So there are just little things that you can pick up on from a guy. His mindset, what matters to him? How is he going to work? How How is he going to handle getting his ass handed to him? Because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. 
so so what 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 do you, what do you do when someone's getting the best of you? And and you hang around guys, and there are certain things that you can see and do and see how they handle it. How does a guy compete? You know what what is what is what is your idea of co- competing? And it's not necessarily asking questions. It's just kind of seeing how they react to certain things and what they do. You know, in the combine, they ask stupid questions just to get a reaction out of you. You get some of these coaches that I just ask you just, you know, ridiculous stuff. Anything uh, stand out to you? Stand out. I mean, I mean, you know, it's like some of the stuff is, is it's just it's just dumb that they just ask you just to see your reaction. You, you know, it's like 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 stupid stuff. I, I mean, like you like boxers or you like, you know, lace thongs, you, you know? It's it's just stupid stuff that they're gonna ask you. It was uh, Kyle Long was on the NFL Network last week, and he shared a story about being at the combine. He said, uh, I think he said Tom Cable asked him, you know, house is on fire. You know, what do you go back and what's the one thing you go back and get? And he said, my dog. And Cable said, you're an idiot. The house is on fire. Get out the house. <laughs> so basically, Cable didn't really. Didn't really uh, like that answer, um, but yeah. Well, it wasn't, well, no, you know what? He didn't. It wasn't that he didn't like it or he didn't dislike it. When did he like to dislike it? He's he already had his comment made up. It didn't matter what he said. Yeah. If he if he had, if he had said I'm not going back in the house, he would have said so. You just gonna let your dog die? So you mean to tell me that you just you're just leaving your teammates out there on the island and you're not you're not a team player? So you're some 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 of these some of these coaches and front office people can be just antagonists. Well, of course, and that's and that's what I'm so, saying. So, and essentially, it doesn't matter what your answer is, right? Like no, it, it's it's the rest of the conversation, and that's what I'm saying. So those are things that you do. It's just like I said, how. You can you can see how someone competes, how they feel about certain things. It's not and it's not necessarily asking that question. It's the, the it's the continuation of the conversation, and you get to see how people. And that's the thing that people don't understand about a, a lot of people don't understand about football is that a locker room is a lesson in the human condition. You spend more time as a football player. You're going to spend more time around your teammates than you are with any other human beings yeah that goes that goes for your kids that goes for your wife those six months you are around these people more than anyone else and now you not only are you around it's a group of um of humans these humans are from all different parts of the country raised different ways different backgrounds and belief religious beliefs um socioeconomic um differences um, I, I for, you know, th- there are, I, I mean, when you talk about, I, I mean, sexual orientation differences, there are, um, I mean, so you, you're going to have bigots in your locker room, but you're going to, I mean, you're going to, there, there's all kind of stuff that you have to learn to deal with and function with. And that's why these conversations go back and forth. And that's why I say it's an understanding of who's going into the locker room, who's already in your locker room how they are going to mesh with the guys and the level of play that this person is going to bring because that matters as well. Because, because if the dude's just balling out, you can, he can get away with a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. So all, so Lawrence, all of these Lawrence, things, Lawrence they, Taylor. They do, go ahead. <laughs> Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> um, well, yeah, yeah. That, well, and see, 
And see, because this is the thing about it. What LT did, what LT did is truly crazy. Some, of, was, it, some of his stories were just <laughs> Boy, boy, you have no idea. Iconic. You have no idea. You have no idea. I've, I've hung with him. You have no idea. But, um, and, and, but LT, the things that he did weren't, they had nothing to do with the field or their locker room. That was his life. Yeah. So, so, I mean, so, do you see what I'm saying? That's his life. So, is a guy bringing is a guy bringing his nonsense into the locker room? Is that is is so that's what I'm saying. You learn to deal with these guys because I don't have to like you to play with you. I mean, I I played I played a very long time with the guy that was as racist as he could be. Wow. So much so that I used to mess with him and I would just call it out in the locker room. I mean, he was he was he was just so bad, and and I knew that my kids were never gonna uh, eat over his house for Thanksgiving. He wasn't gonna eat at mine. He, I he didn't like me, I didn't like him, and it and and and, and you know, and that's just the way it was, because I didn't like I didn't like that aspect of of him. Yeah, and I would call it out. Now, when he did his job on Sunday, good, cool, cool. I, I had no problem. I had no problem high fiving him for doing his job. But I but but you know what? We were never gonna drink a beer together. And we still haven't. And we and we still won't. Wow. Because 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 that's just that's just who he is as a person and I disagree with it. <laughs> and that's and that's my right and that's his right. He has the right to feel and do what he wants to do. I had a job to do. Remember, I started it's about obligation. I was obligated to do my job, not just for him, but for every other guy on the squad. Every other guy that lined up on that Sunday, I was obligated to do my job. Didn't matter how I felt about him as a person. So that's what I'm saying. You can't take that into the locker room. You need to know so how this all started. But when you're talking about players and, and knowing guys, what do you take into the locker room? How does this matter? Do you understand the commitment? that you have to have for this game. Do you understand the obligation? Do you know that you can't, if it's like I used to sit there and, and tell guys fumbling all the time, you are fucking with my money. Sorry for doing that, but saying that, but that's exactly what I used to say. You fumble the ball. You can't fumble a punt. I'd be in practice screaming. You're fucking with my money, man. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Just like yeah, you laugh. The owner would laugh. Of course, I'm like, come on. Like that. That's that's not your. You can't drop that little brown baby. You got one job. It's like a field goal kicker. You the punter. You got one job. I mean, you the punt returner. One job. Your your one job as a punt returner is to catch the ball. That's it. Every ten yards you get, that's one less first down that the offense has to get. Now that's a bonus. Yeah. That's one less first down that the offense has to worry about manufacturing. One less the play caller has to figure out. That's all bonus. But your job is to catch the ball. Period. That's it. You're you're the first play of offense. Catch the ball. And if you're not doing that, you, I want to kill you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so it's just it's the mindset. It's the mindset of guys that that's around. And the, and the combines are going to come in. So like I said, you're you're performing for the test. It, it, you, the ooh and all the ooh and ah. And I mean it's it's the, it's the it's it's really truly the first time as an athlete that I realized that um, I was just a piece of meat. That that was that, that, was, that, at, that was that's this is your combine experience. This is at the combine free. Yes. So, that was the, that so was what the, what was what was it like? But obviously it's a, a, a more of a TV show now, right? So I imagine obviously a lot a lot more yeah. a lot less 
cameras and lights and things of that nature. But what what, is, what did you step into? Um, the drill work and everything that they're doing is all still the same. Um, but you're right. You didn't have all the cameras there. Uh, and, and I remember walking into the room and you walk in and you have on and, you know, this was back in the day when he had the little John Stockton shorts. You know, now they wear all the big shorts. We had the John Stockton's. <laughs> Uh, you know, we had, the, we had, the, you know, the, 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 the Magic Johnson and the Coopers, the Norm Nixons. Yeah. yeah. So you come in, you come in with just, with, with, with your little shorts on, looking like you're on Baywatch, um, and with your number on them. And I'm not lying. You're walking down the aisle to go to the front. Cause everyone's seen that picture of like Tom Brady standing up there in front of everyone. Yeah. But like there, there's like a, a corridor, a hallway that you walk down. Well, really, it's just like a hallway, an aisle in between everything where they have all the all the coaches and everybody in there. And you're walking down through there, and I'm not lying. It's like, ooh, ah, oh, mmm. Whoa. Ah, you know I mean? Like, people just, just checking you out. Because you remember back then, this was really like the first time, especially for a guy like me, it's the first time that they're, they're seeing. Yeah, no one's seen you before. So they haven't seen you. Um, especially out, out of your uniform. So now, I mean, and that's all you get, you know, and, and, and it's, it's like just poking and prodding and, 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 you know, you like, turn around, let me see this. Let me see that. I mean, you're, you're literally a piece of meat on display. It, it's, it's that way where, where you, you, you are paraded around and put on a pedestal and um and it, it's and you're just standing there i'm telling you it, it's like you're like cattle it's like it's an auction and you're just you're standing there moving around where everyone just turning and you know spreading your hands and all these things so everyone can see how big you are and how strong you are and how muscular you are and and, and that's that's what it that's what it was it was it was one of those things and then you go out and you do the drills and like i said at that time you didn't know what it was now I mean, it's a it's a job. I mean, you have people that actually have um, businesses where they train guys. The moment yeah, they just for, play their last yeah, just game, for the uh, just for the combine, yeah, they train for the combine. That's why I say everyone should do well at the combine. I I literally went there having no idea what 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 was going to happen to me, other than what my previous guys at my school um, would tell me. Where, where yeah, was you know. where was it where was it? Uh, Indy. It was in it was in, it was, Indy. it was in Indy still. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that that's that's it's, they're going to keep it there. But yeah. But it but but yeah. So I mean, you, you just go in. You know what the test is going to be. You should be prepared for it. All of these guys, they should perform well. You should be um, healthy going into it. And that's that's why I'm saying I don't really put a lot into it. The thing about you can see. If a guy can't perform, um, so with the, with the drill work, was it was it only DBs, or did you get an opportunity to work against some wide receivers as well? No, no, no. You still do the same DB work. It was it's the same okay. way. I mean, you don't they, they don't go there and do coverage and stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. It's 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 really it's really just so a, a guy being from a it's small lazy work. So a guy being from a smaller school, there's. I'm sure probably a handful, if not a couple handfuls of guys that you you probably seen on TV before, right? You probably seen on ABC or CBS or whatever um, during those games. What did you? Was it a point of yours to kind of you know measure yourself up against those guys? 
no. know, when it came to the drill work and stuff? No, 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 no. I, it wasn't. It wasn't even. It was a point of me comparing myself to those guys. And remember, football was different then. So you say I'd seen these guys on TV. No, I had just seen the uniforms. See, uh, now, now it's Odell Beckham versus you know Tom Brady. When I was playing coming up, it was it was the New York Giants versus the 49ers. They man. didn't put a they didn't put a person's face up. Or in college, I mean, you it know, was it, just Michigan, Ohio State. It, 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 it wasn't. Yes, it yes. wasn't. I uh, mean, you know, back then, back then, most schools didn't even have you know guys' names on their jerseys. It yeah. was just the university. So I didn't know these guys. All I knew was that when I got there. Okay, so we're. I, I remember walking in to, um, like, we had to do the bench press. And I remember going in to do the bench press. Um, and and I, we were waiting, and there were some, some linemen there doing something. And I remember watching a guy from um, Notre Dame. I still remember that. I don't know who he was, but I just know it was a guy from Notre Dame. And I saw him do, and he was doing 225, and he did it 10 times. And then, you know, and I was sitting there watching, he did it 10, and then he started up on 11, and then he just stopped. And I and I just remember thinking I was like, okay, well, he goes to Notre Dame. He's supposed that's supposed to be a big school, so I'm I was expecting him to be big and strong and all this stuff. And I was like, my linemen are stronger than him. Yeah. And I was like, I'm stronger than him. And you know, so I just remember thinking that, and I didn't think anything else. I didn't really think anything about it. I just went in and I did what I could do. That that's just kind of you know me, man. That's just kind of my. Head. I just never really got into this is how the other guy's doing it. I just kind of just went in and this is what I know. Just so this is you. what I'm going to do. And this is the way my guys that had gone before me said, you should probably work on it this way. So that's what I had done. And I just went in and, and did my thing. Now afterwards, this is, this is, that's what I was told by Ray Rhodes, who actually drafted me. And his thing was, Hey, you, um, I can't tell you exactly what he said. I've already dropped one F bomb on here. <laughs> I, I can't tell you exactly what you said, but he he was like, "Hey, you know these guys, these guys um, told me to find the corner." And he said, "You know what? I look at this guy from Notre Dame. I look at this guy from Florida State, and I compare him to you. Okay, you're faster. I look at this guy, you know, from Nebraska, and I say, jump. You jump higher. I look at this guy from Miami, and I say, do the drills, and you're quicker." It was like, you know, and then I cut on the film. And they say, compare him to this guy from, you know, this school, whatever. And you play better. He was like, far as I'm concerned, you're better. And that's that's what I say about knowing the person, knowing the player, knowing the mindset, knowing the organization and what really matters, the job that you want done. That was the thing with the 49ers. That's, what the, that's where the Niners are now going into this draft. I think they have a very good understanding of what they – need but because they have a philosophy on how they want to win so now you know what do you need to be able to execute that system that philosophy who who meshes who what players have that mindset that can come in and do that particular job and that way and it, then it doesn't matter what school they come from yeah it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what school they come from doesn't matter um what background they come from what system they were in um, can, can you do what I need you to do? Do you understand the importance of it? Will you be committed to do it? And will that commitment drive you to truly live up to the obligation that's set before you? If so, you got a good shot at winning. And that's, that's, that's the thing, man. That That's what I say. So the combine, 
it serves a purpose. It gets all the guys in one place, and you can do some easy comparisons, and you can take guys off your board. But there would be no such expression as a bust, you know, a whatever round bust, if the combine was a perfect science. Yeah, because yeah, it, it, it's it's it, it's not um, by any means uh, any stretch of the imagination. Um, fascinating stuff there by by you ed of course story time with ed you only get that here on the believe in 49ers podcast um we'll be back next week to talk about more niners offseason shenanigans if any other news comes out of indianapolis yeah. with uh with this team as they all converge down there to to, to check out the combine uh, oh yeah we'll be able after after the combine yeah we'll be able to then start really shifting some because i know a lot you know a lot of people are talking about free you know like free agency and draft and all of these things right now you got to take it in stages so the combine there will be some guys that will present themselves that you'll say okay well maybe and how does that apply to witherspoon and how does that apply to pettis or born or whomever that's what we got to start looking at so that's that's what i like about this stuff let them let them go through all of that let some guys weed themselves out and then it'll make our job easier, man. Yeah, absolutely. And John Lynch and company obviously have a lot of decisions to make. Uh, Niners with six picks in the draft. Uh, of course, the, the first-round pick is at number 31. Will they stay there? Will they not? Um, so, obviously, a bunch of fascinating stuff uh, down the line. Enjoy the combine this weekend if you're into that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> also, uh, shout-out, it's, it's Wifey's half-birthday if you're keeping score at home. So, uh yeah, half birthday. Half birthday. That's right. Wow. We, we do that. We did not. I dropped the ball this year. Normally, we, we go out on Fat Tuesday. We didn't do that this year. Uh, I dropped the ball this year. But I told you, man, we celebrate a lot of stuff in this house, man. That's just I see what we do. I see. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, half, half birthdays. Hey, the, That's... the more the merrier, you know? Now, I see. See, you only have one kid. I got too many kids. <laughs> This been is married true. Years, this, all these half birthdays and half anniversaries. This, this and, is true. It'll be something going on every other week. Yeah, well, hey, welcome to my world. Welcome to my world. And that's just with the one kid and, <laughs> and then the wife of of five years. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So that'll do it for us this week. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, like us on Spotify. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. That's at underscore. Eric Davis underscore, and that's at R Haylock. You got any questions for us? Um, we'll try to get to those on the next pod. I know yeah. some of you guys left some questions last week. We didn't get to them on this pod, but you got. And any we're more? just gonna tease, and we're just gonna tease a coming soon. Be prepared. We got something coming soon. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so be on, be on the lookout, be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah. So for Super Bowl champ Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.